Welcome back, everybody, to Hammer Time. Today, we'll be discussing week six. We'll quickly recap week five. We'll get into some of the big games of the week six slate. We're about halfway here, and uh, we'll give the picks and the locks at the end of this episode. Thank you guys, as always, for listening and joining us. Follow us, subscribe, like, share. Follow on Twitter, seriously, Kenny Bets 13 House of B40. I think last week the live picks for me went 9-2. and two. We'll obviously recap a little bit about that, but uh, we'll, we'll get into this episode here first. Oh, he caught it! Smith! Touchdown, 85 yards! Iowa! Welcome back. House of B, how you doing here, buddy? Week six, what are you feeling like? I'm doing great, Kenny. Always excited to uh, prep for and then participate in another week of football. Another week of printing units, as you would say. Yes. We had a pretty good week last week. You agree? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you had another great week, as always. You're always the king of live betting, and um, you nailed it again. I would... I was up 5.75 units on my college games, um, including moving to four and one on my lock of the week, and then um, up another 5.3 units on NFL games. So, shoot, I'll take a almost an 11-unit week all day long. Absolutely. And I believe John is not here. John Lockton, our uh, premier season two guest debut, his uh, record last week, I think he added a couple games. But to be brief, he definitely went way above 500. I want to say he brought in somewhere around 10 units in college football. So an excellent week by him. Uh, recapping real quick, I think I won around 10 units last week. I went 18, 8, and 1 on picks. My locks went 3 and 2 after starting out 3 and 0. LSU really let me down. They're on my shit list. I was having another one of those immaculate weeks right, where I get into that 7.30 slate, and I've only lost one or two games, and then the, the late slate got me. Uh, it took me down. So, nice weekend overall. We nailed Oregon State, Western Kentucky, Louisiana Tech. The live betting, like I said, delivered huge. I went 9-2, and two, including a Bowling Green State money line. Uh, that would have been plus 550, one unit to win 5.5. That was excellent. The missus did very well in her contest, too. I have to add that in there. She came in second for her contest. So that's some of my uh, devotion and energy was, was going towards that on Saturday, and I still had time. You still had time to follow me on Twitter and turn on your notifications to get those live plays, as always. Uh, so now let's talk about this week. I don't really have anything else. Any big takeaways for you, B, from last week, week's games? Well, I, I I don't like to ever brag on betting results because, you know, you know, as soon as you start getting a big head and think you've got this thing nailed, you can get your rear end handed to you really quick. But no. I was a little bit surprised that very few people were interested in my lock of the week last week. Um, and just to recap that, I did the eight-point teaser on the Miami Redhawks and the Wyoming Cowboys. And that thing hit relatively easily. Um, 
Yeah, I, I, I hit that thing for four units and made made pretty good money on that, and it seemed like no one else was even really interested. So, Well, make no mistake about that. Listeners, House of B is 4-1 and one on locks this year. So I think the listeners and probably even a little bit of us in the group chat even, you know, we need to put the respect in your name a little bit. I think uh, we need to put a capital R and a capital K at the end there put some respect on house of B's name because that's excellent <laughs> four and one and 80% on locks is excellent. Uh, if you just did locks and you did much larger units on those locks, you would be up significantly more. I think I'm around 40 units on the year. And I think you're probably going to be somewhere in the neighborhood of up 20 units. Is that right? Maybe. Um, that, that'd be pushing it a little bit, maybe 20. Okay. Yeah. Maybe 20 still excellent year. 60 units between the two of us is, uh, excellent, excellent stuff. I'm not sure who else is providing this sort of <laughs> level of information and entertainment, all for just a free follow. Um, all right, so let's talk about these games. We have a couple games by request, and then a couple, obviously, a couple of the big ranked rivalry matchup games. First, let's talk about this game Oklahoma, Texas, the Red River Shootout. I'll not call it the rivalry game, it's a Red River Shootout. That's what it's called. It's always been called that. I love to tease Texas here with a number of other teams, but namely Notre Dame. Uh, This is one of the lowest totals I've seen for this game in a long time, set at 60 and a half. I know everyone blindly bets the over here in this game, and I'd caution against that this year. Texas defense feels like it's for real. Oklahoma's obviously struggling to put up points, and I don't know. I mean, I know Texas, what they did to Alabama, and Jalen Milrow, who can't really – put up passing yards to save his life they are about to face a quarterback who is significantly significantly better than Jalen Milrow with Dylan Gabriel on the other side and a wide receiving core that's also excellent so I would caution you against it I know Texas defense is good Oklahoma's struggling like I said but looking at Texas after this game they don't get one team that is currently ranked in the top 25 a win here against Oklahoma pretty much you know, solidifies their playoff chances, their big 12 chances. And this game is going to be an excellent game to watch. B, give me your thoughts on this one. Um, I, I have two games that are potential locks of the week. And this is one of them. Um, I, I really like Texas minus six and a half here at home. Mm -hmm. Um, They're putting up 36 points a game. You know, they, I think they have played a, significantly tougher schedule so far than Oklahoma. I know they're both Oklahoma, they're both undefeated teams, but Texas has won at Bama and at Baylor and they won at home against I think what we would agree is a pretty decent Kansas team. Yep. But they're scoring 36 points a game. Um I I watched, you know, with my own eyes the Oklahoma Sooners play at Cincinnati and Cincinnati went up and down the field on them. Cincinnati's problem is they just can't score in the red zone. Correct. So I just, I just think, and I'm not, I'm not disrespecting Oklahoma at all. I just think at home with Texas playing one of the biggest games they've played in years, as you said, with a chance to really solidify a seat at the table in this playoff, I think they shut big, and I just think their offense wins the game. Give me Texas 
minus six and a half. I've already bet it one unit. I may, I may at least double that as we get closer. I wanted to hear what you thought about it. I like that, and I like it especially as a teaser. And a couple um, kind of uh, claims here before we go, just a couple, like, debriefing you guys on how I like to bet these games. College football is not the area where I look to tease games, right? right. NFL is the prime teasing market. The college football is not. Uh, a number of things can happen, and these games oftentimes go a little bit different than you think that they do. Obviously, these, these big-time matchups – Specifically, if you look at my smaller betting market games this year, I'm crushing it. If you look at my bigger market betting games this year, I am not doing that hot. And that's a hand up. I know it. Uh, That's why I have tended to shy away from these games this year. So my only caution to people is that Oklahoma is still a good football team. And like you you mentioned this, and a lot of people will, will skim over this, this game is not at home for Texas. This is a um, – what do they call that? A uh, neutral, a neutral site game. So, and it always is every year. It's going to be a raucous crowd, a raucous environment. Easily the biggest game on the on the year so far for Oklahoma, and definitely going to have everybody in the country watching this one. This is going to be an excellent, excellent football game. So, I hope I don't scare you off that if you're on the right side. But I like to tease this to get it to an area that they can backdoor it uh easily with a tease or they can just cover it straight up and you don't even have to sweat it or worry about it i call that a no sweat game Uh, i hope that answers your question the next game let's talk about i want to hear your brief thoughts be kentucky georgia okay this is um the spread's 14 and a half the over is 47 and a half yep two five and oh teams um, I think that 14 and a half line obviously is bulletin board material for the Kentucky Wildcats. That's a yep. little bit of disrespect there. Uh-huh. Um, that being said, it's going to be a very tough environment at night. This is a 7 p.m. game in Athens, Georgia. On ESPN. Yeah. Georgia scoring 39 and a half points a game. Kentucky is scoring 37 and a half points a game. Uh, I don't like the spread here, but I do like the over. I think one way or the other, over 47 and a half points are going to get scored in this game. And uh, I've already put money down. I've put one unit down on the over in this game, over 47 and a half. So we'll give you two plays then here because I will not be touching the over or under. I like your play. I like Kentucky to keep this one closer than 14 and a half. Like you said, the disrespect element. Also, at the end of the day, what comes down to it in a lot of college football games is plain and simple and right in front of your eyes. The team with the better quarterback is, is going to be more successful. And O'Leary is a dog. We knew he was a dog at NC State. NC State is missing that guy. They are benching Armstrong this week. They're starting in the backup. They're, they're switching it up there because they cannot get anything going offensively. I think he means a significant amount to this spread and to the number. And if you follow on Twitter, you know what I think about. They say quarterbacks mean a couple points to a spread. I totally disagree with this um, just kind of historical narrative that people have come up with. The quarterback is the most important person on the field of that offense. They're like your pitcher, almost like your catcher in baseball. O'Leary is a solid, solid quarterback, and I think that Kentucky keeps this one close. He is the better quarterback than Carson Beck. Uh, Georgia has been playing everybody tight and then kind of running away with it at half. 
Auburn with Peyton Thorne back there just gave them a really good game, and he is not a, a good quarterback at all. I should mention their defense is really solid. I don't know. I lean Kentucky 14 and a half here. Um, the only thing is, I think 14 and a half, they're daring you to take Kentucky with that hook on the end of there, that 14.5. They're begging you to take it. So, again, big market game. Whether they're not, I actually bet it. We'll see. Let's talk Notre Dame, Louisville. Louisville plus six and a half at home. This is also a 7.30 game. B, what do you like here? I took Notre Dame plus six and a half on the road. I, I already put one unit on it. Um, Minus six and a half. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, it's going to be a raucous, tough environment in Louisville, but Notre Dame is used to that. Been there, done that. Mm-hmm. The Cardinals have played four of their five games at home. Obviously, they are 5-0. and oh. They won a low-scoring 13-10 to 10 game at North Carolina State last week, a game that could have gone either way. Uh, Notre Dame beat North Carolina State by 21 on the road. Um, tough seven-point win at Duke last week. Tough three-point loss to Ohio State. I just think, you know, you're talking about quarterbacks here. I think Sam Hartman is the difference here. And I think Notre Dame wins by at least a touchdown. And that's that's all I have to say about that. I agree with you. And I think what you're seeing, again, that's been proven over time at Wake Forest and now at Notre Dame, despite a three-point loss to what could be the number one or number two Ohio State team in the country, Sam Hartman is a winner. I mean, he's just a winner. He's flat out a winner. At Wake Forest, at Notre Dame, it does not matter. Wherever he plays, he is going to bring his team, will them to victory. I like to tease Notre Dame here, as I mentioned earlier a little bit. Uh, Louisville, unbeaten and ranked. This is no place for a letdown spot off of a big win. I think some people will have a misconception that this is going to be a letdown spot off of that big win against Duke. Plummer for Louisville is a transfer from Cal. He's slinging it. That offense is so pass-heavy. If you follow on Twitter, you know I love Jawar Jordan. He's the running back for Louisville. I tweeted it last week before the game against NC State. His over-under rushing yards was set at like 95 yards. He only went for 30 off like 15 or 16 carries. I think we definitely see the same thing here based off the NC State-Notre Dame game. If his rushing yards is anywhere around 80 yards, I am going to hammer his under rushing yards. Louisville is good, but Notre Dame is 5-1 and one straight up and against the spread. I believe they can play with anyone this year. Still, a touchdown doesn't feel like it's enough here. I like Notre Dame as well. Great. Uh, and Kenny, not to yeah. belabor the point, but I I do like your teaser idea, idea, like teasing Notre Dame and Texas. I think that's a really smart play. Gets them to a pick them, and it leaves a total opportunity for them to win the game instead of cover the game. No, it's good. Important. It's good stuff. Uh, Ohio State, Maryland. B, you got anything here? I'm not going to touch this game. Um, okay. Two undefeated teams. Ohio State coming off a bye week. You know, as Coach Day has told us, we have a tough team. We have a tough team. We're tough. We're tough. So he, yeah. you know, whatever. They're. Uh, I just think 19 and a half is too much. Uh, Maryland is undefeated as well, but, uh, you know, there are undefeated teams and then there are undefeated teams. I think Ohio State wins this game, um, you know, but 
on the road, 19 and a half. Feels like a little bit too much. I'm just going to leave it alone. Yeah, Maryland obviously unranked, also unbeaten, a lot of points. What scares me about this game from a Maryland standpoint is Ohio State possessing the football. Last week versus Indiana, they won 44-17. to They probably could have won 44-3. to But they had guys, what I call, I like to say this, Ohio State open. Uh, and playing against Ohio State at Ohio State, it doesn't really work like that. You don't really get to be undefeated going into Ohio State when they're ranked in the top five, especially against what you consider the we're so tough, we're so tough, a very inspired Ryan Day. <laughs> Uh, he clearly has a couple chips on his shoulder going into Columbus to expect to have guys Ohio State open. And on top of that, I think they expect that the possession to be in their favor here is is absolutely ludicrous. Maryland and the points would be my pick if I had to. Um, a good friend of the program, Chives, he works with a fellow who's now like 13 and one on picks this year. He just gives out one pick a week. His pick here. Is going to be known as Mr. Cheese Picks of the Week. He likes to take this game over. Uh, I believe it's 47 is what, what the number is set at. So I don't have any official stance or, or recommendation there, but Mr. Cheese, we'll call him, for this point in time, likes the over in that game. Interesting. Uh, hey, Kenny, that, yeah. just to just so make sure I'm, I didn't say something incorrect, that game is at Maryland, correct? Huh. Ohio State versus Maryland. Is is it at Maryland? No, you you could be you could be possibly correct. I could have had that written down wrong, and I'll confirm really quick right now. No, at Ohio State. Sorry. All right, yeah, I stand corrected. Sorry about that. That's okay. Yeah, that's all right. That's why we uh, do this together. Yeah. Um, last game here before we go into the picks. Uh, I, this was by request. I otherwise probably wouldn't talk about either one of these two games that much, but uh, we'll do Washington State UCLA. You have anything here, B? Yeah, I I put one unit down on UCLA minus three and a half. And I know Washington State is just rolling up points. I mean, they score at will. Yep. Um, but they are also giving up over 20 points a game. I mean, they gave up 24 to Colorado State. They gave they gave up 21 to Northern Colorado, for goodness sakes. Yeah, that's not good. So UCLA's defense is is just better. I mean, they're only yep. giving up nine and a half points a game. Um, they lost fourteen to seven at Utah, a real battle last week. Uh, Washington State's four and zero, ranked thirteenth in the country. UCLA three and one. Not that I put a whole lot of stake in this, but ESPN Analytics has UCLA with a sixty-six and a half percent chance to win this game. Uh, playing at home, I'm willing to give up three and a half here. I think I think UCLA is going to knock these guys off. I, th- I think their defense is going to be the difference. Yeah, I have a whole bunch of hoopla written down for this one. And to be honest with you, the more I think about it, the more I, I dislike it. Uh, and I don't want to knock you off your pick, but I do. I will mention it. Um, I think the Pac-12 and we're going to do a lot of talking here without actually giving, but the PAC 12, I think is the standard this year for college football. I truly believe that Um, Washington state here, getting three and a half already having two pretty solid wins against Oregon state and Wisconsin. Uh, I think it's too good to be true almost. And it's kind of setting off these like bells and whistles and alarms for me. Um, 
I, I, I really don't know what to do here. I, I kind of, I'm obviously I'm just going to live bet this one. I like Washington state here. And uh, as long as they're an underdog, I just kind of think like the pick is them. They've shown that they're a good football team. Keep in mind about UCLA and without talking about Washington state, UCLA, um, you know, it's hard to take away anything from UCLA this year. They have a loss versus Utah. Utah didn't do the things that they wanted to offensively, but defensively they made things very hard for UCLA. So I think um, Washington State, if they can apply any of what Utah did defensively, they're going to win this game. If they can't, and that seems to be what the majority of people are tending to agree with, that they won't be able to replicate that, UCLA is good. This is going to be a track meet for UCLA. They're going to absolutely bury them. So uh, let's get into these, the uh, picks of the week. And do you have anything on the Colorado Arizona state game here before we get into these? I have nothing on that. Yeah, I have something. I, I was no, look, I, I'm not on the whole prime. You know, I try to stay objective about all this. I just try to bet based on what I see, but I, I was in Boulder Saturday for that USC game. I was on the campus. I was at Fox News, uh, Fox Noon Saturday. Um, great environment in Boulder. And then you come out and watch USC just boat race these guys in the first half. And I'm thinking, all right, they're, they're going to fold their tent. They're going to pout. They're going to make excuses, you know. Travis Hunter's out, blah, blah, blah. And then these guys just keep fighting and fighting and fighting, and they make a game out of it. Yeah. And uh, I watched the whole game, and uh, I was impressed. I was impressed by the fight in these Colorado kids. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, I, you know, as soon as this line came out at, at minus five and a half, Colorado at uh, Arizona State. I went ahead and put uh, two units on the Buffaloes. I I I don't think they're a bad football team. Yeah. They got a lot of fight in them, and now with these two losses, I think the hype machine is way dialed down. Um, you're not going to have all the media in Boulder all week, you know, walking around doing interviews. I think this staff and these kids can just focus on playing football this week. And uh, I think I think they're going to go down there and take care of business. So now, the <laughs> Vegas obviously thinks I'm wrong because the line has already moved to four and a half from five and a half. Uh-huh. But um, yeah, that, I'm sticking by that pick. I think they're going to go down there and win that game by at least a touchdown. Well, to be honest with you, this goes all back to the media bias. What happened the first three or four weeks of the season? That nothing but Colorado on TV. Ever since the USC loss, nothing on Colorado yeah. on TV. I haven't seen anything. Yeah. So now it's it's kind of like the public just going with Colorado when the media is on them, and now no one's talking about them. Yeah. Now they're in a prime position for us to bet on them, and I love it. I'm actually I'm going to do that with you. So. I mean, uh, you just talked me into it, so I'm going to do it. I like it. All right. All right. I mean, Arizona State got beat 29 to nothing at home by Fresno State. Yeah. And that's actually a pick of mine this week, and we'll get we'll get there. All right. Uh, that, all right. Unfortunately, I think that one's going to hurt you. But uh, let's follow, follow on Twitter if you want the live plays, right? You've got to turn on notifications. You've got to bet along with me. Last week, like I said, 9-2, and two, I got uh, a couple big underdogs in there. It's very important to get the number that I get, not to wait and see if my team scores, and then you take a number that's seven points below. You know, you can't do that. So 
you gotta you gotta tail it if you're gonna tail it. I again am getting into our card here now. I am going back to the well here. I like Western Kentucky minus six. This is like my third or fourth time betting on them. Now they're going against Louisiana Tech, and I like Louisiana Tech too. This kind of hurts my heart. Austin Reed has been amazing. I think he keeps it up. Uh, Friday, I did it last week with Purdue. I'm going to do it again here with the Cornhuskers. I haven't seen anything resembling a competent team in Illinois. And I want to mention this. There's only been one coach firing this year, Mel Tucker. And it has not been, though it should be, for football reasons. Uh, I think Illinois' head coach there is, is about to get canned. I think they lose this game to Nebraska. And I think Illinois' head coach gets canned. They look awful every time I turn them on the TV. The quarterback for Nebraska came in to replace Sims, Harburg, or something like that. He's actually doing okay. He's running all over the, the field. He's rushing the ball like crazy. And uh, I'll jump on his rushing yards, and I'll jump on the Cornhuskers in an upset at Illinois. Uh, Texas, Notre Dame, Fresno, Oregon State, North Carolina. These are all teams I'm teasing this week. I don't like the slate, and i got to be honest with you guys. When I love it, I tell you. When I don't like it, i got to be honest with you. I'm not going to float plays out there just to appease people and, and ruin the record. So uh, I'm going to be smart about that this year. I like to tease these teams, and I'll repeat them for people writing these down. Texas, Notre Dame, Fresno State, Oregon State, North Carolina. Uh, the other big game, is Eileen, Texas A&M. We did not talk about that game. Uh, do you want to – mention that real quick B. do you have anything there texas a&m alabama no um i think alabama's minus one and a half i i so want to take bama here um you know but i, I i'm just not going to touch the game neither team is doing enough to make me want to jump on this game i'm just going to watch the game it might be a live bet for me yeah i agree i'm with you and that's part of the reason why we didn't really talk about it that much uh, I also think you could, and unfortunately, B, I'm going against your Miami Redhawks here. Throw Bowling Green in a teaser. Uh, I have never seen a team from a 21-point underdog put up numbers and put up a performance like they did against Georgia Tech last week. I knew it very early on in that game that Bowling Green was going to win that game. I like. I wish I'm upset with myself for not putting more on them. They look so good, and I know how this goes. I've seen this movie. I have seen it, and I know what you're about to say. It's the Mac. It's Bowling Green. What are you doing? They're getting 14 points against Miami. Uh, They just obviously off a huge win. I think that they are obviously at a potential here for a serious letdown, and Miami is a good football team. Let's not confuse that. The Red Hawks are good. I know we like to kind of shit on them and mess around and stuff, and you with your alma mater jokes and stuff, but Miami is not bad, B. Do you agree? No, they're they're a good team this week or this year, and I, I watched them play Kent State because I had, you know, that was part of my lock of the week teaser, which we've already talked about. But I are you bet are you betting on Bowling Green? You're taking the points? I'm teasing them. So okay. I'm teasing yeah, them. yeah, I, I like that because um, – I looked at that spread. What is it? Ten and a half? It was um, 14 or something. Now you're yeah. right. It's moved down significantly. Yeah. So, so I, 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 I like your pick. And I, you know, I, I, I was not about to take Miami and give away, you know, 10 or 12 points for the reasons that you said. I looked at Bowling Green's scores this year. Yeah. 
they don't have the stellar record, but they have competed their rear ends off against every team that they played, and no one expected them to do a darn thing this year, and they're, yep. and they're competing. And I'm telling you, watch that running back. I think his last name is Stewart. Watch yep. that guy. He is electric, and I would not be shocked to see him go play at the next level or hit the transfer portal and find somewhere else to play because he is a damn good running back. Uh, I got a couple more here, and I'll be quick. UCF blew a 28-point lead against Baylor. That has to be humiliating and deflating. Now they have to go on the road to Kansas, where Kansas just got their butt stomped against Texas. I love Kansas at home here, minus two. Uh, Again, I like the Colorado pick that you're on. I like this game to go over 60-and-a-half. I think Colorado could put up probably 40 on their own. My lock of the week, I'll save. Go ahead, B. My only thought on UCF at Kansas is we need to keep an eye on whether Plumlee plays or not. And Um, the quarterback for uh, Daniels for Kansas. You're right, yeah. Yeah, Plumlee did not play, you know, for UCF last year or last week. Um, The coach said he wanted to see him with a full week, week of practice which I'm assuming he had. Yep. Um, if he plays, I, I think that's a game changer for UCF. That that kid's a competitor. I, I've watched him play baseball, mm-hmm. and the kid walks off the baseball field over to spring practice and slings the football around. He's a leader, and he's yep. a competitor. If he's playing in that game, uh, I don't know that I'm going to touch it because if, if Malzahn gets these guys – heads out of their rear end especially in the second half they're they have the capability to be pretty good but my goodness um what was it Thir- they, they blew a 35 to 7 lead in the third quarter last yeah. week um that just can't happen but no. um anyway enough on that yeah um so you got any what are your plays for the week here b let's hear your card this is this is gonna. I don't have. I don't have too much more, but um, this one's probably gonna shock you. And and I guess this is gonna be my lock of the week. And I hate to do it because um, I am not a big Brian Kelly fan. But you yeah. want to talk. You want to talk about coaches that are in the hot seat. Yep. Um, LSU is a only a five and a half point favorite at Missouri this week. Yep. I think there's some recency bias here you know, with, with everybody going with Mizzou being undefeated and all that um, at home, at home, if Brian Kelly loses this game, um, he's going to be in trouble. He's going to, he's going to really, can you imagine this LSU fan base? If they can't go to Missouri and pretty much roll these guys and God forbid, lose the game. So, you know, they're coming off a heartbreaker, at Ole Miss, where neither team played any defense, my gut tells me that Brian Kelly and his defensive coordinator um, have just been on these guys this week. I think they're going to go to Columbia, Missouri, and I think they're going to play a little bit of defense. They have a much more talented roster, and assuming Brian Kelly can still coach football, I think they win this game by more than a touchdown because if they don't, um, it's going to be a long year down there in Baton Rouge, and yeah, the, natives, the natives are going to get restless. So yep. I've put two units on this game. Like I said, I don't like Brian Kelly, but you know, at some point you got to just 
be objective here and take a look at the situation at hand. I think they go up there and take care of business. That's my lock of the week. I like it. Uh, I'm on that too. And I actually believe that is also a great teaser play. Um, Before we do these locks here for me, I got to say this, this has been a a long winded, but I also think excellent, probably honestly my favorite episode of the year. I think just between you and I and the listeners who are, are still with us here at this point, uh, I want to drop some some knowledge here and and hopefully win us a significant amount of units. Um, I got a couple things and I'll, I'll hit this before I get my locks. I think, and I know this is my opinion only. I know you you have Florida State futures, obviously. Florida State is beginning to look to me less and less for real based off of this past LSU performance. I think it's important that we hit this now after talking about LSU and their game against Boston College. Miami, the U, is plus 650 to win the ACC and to make the playoffs is plus 1,200. Uh, Miami has shown they are a good program. I have watched them this year quite a bit, and I love, I love this Miami team. I know that they kind of rolled over the, Red, the uh, Miami Red Hawks. They have pretty much stomped every team that they've played, and they beat Texas A&M by 15 points. What happens this week with Texas A&M and Alabama is very, very important in the eyes of the people voting at the end of the year as far as it concerns Miami, okay? I want everybody to kind of circle that and star that and watch that. Their strength to schedule the rest of the way out is not that bad. And if they continue to roll teams and make it to that ACC championship and some stroke of God win it, you're talking about serious 18 units there on a Miami future. So I like that. I think it's a great hedge for you, B. By the way, I think the Pac-12 is just as wide open. Oregon State and Washington State are both plus 1,300. Washington has to play Oregon next week, then USC, Utah, Oregon State, Washington State. Oregon has to play Washington next week, then Washington State, Utah, USC, Oregon to finish the year. USC has to play Notre Dame in two weeks, then Utah with Cam Rising. Washington, Oregon, and UCLA at UCLA. The Pac-12 is wide open, and it offers major hedging opportunities right now on some pretty undervalued teams, uh, specifically in my mind, Oregon State. So I'll get to my locks here, but I think that's very important information, and I think that that will provide a significant amount of units. My lock of the week, speaking about some of these teams, is Miami, minus 21 versus Georgia Tech. I like Oregon State minus nine and a half versus Cal. And I like Fresno minus six versus Wyoming. I know weird things happen in Laramie. Not this week against Fresno. That will be my heaviest play on the card this week. Minus six. I'll also be teasing it. Thank you all for listening. Obviously a long-winded, but hopefully a very rewarding episode. Uh, Thank you, B, for joining as always. Do you have any thoughts or closing remarks, B? Can I make one? Can I make one comment? Because you asked me to talk about top four teams in the country and national champion and all that. Yes, I would love. I'll, to I'll hear keep it, it brief. Um, yeah, please. And I think we're on the same page. I think the I think the Pac-12 is getting majorly disrespected right now, and I think some of that narrative has to do with the fact that the conference is basically going away. Yeah. You know, so you talk about the Pac-2, but. Yep. Washington and Oregon are ranked number eight and nine in the country this week, respectively. Yep. And they are just rolling teams, rolling yep. teams, two very good football teams. 
So I've listened to a couple of videos of guys talking about their top four, and they're always going to talk about Ohio State, Michigan, Georgia. You know, it's always the SEC and the Big Ten. Yep. Washington and Oregon are sitting there at number eight and nine. And as of today, they played as good a football, if not better football, than anybody in the nation. Could not agree with you more. Okay. Yeah. No, we are totally on the same page. And uh, Texas is also in that conversation. Some people still are talking about Alabama in that conversation. Yeah. So it is ludicrous kind of what's going on. And the, the, the tides are changing, right? They're changing. There's something going on here. And by the way, like you mentioned, the Pac-12 going away. The two teams that I mentioned that have the best odds right now, Oregon State and Washington State, they're going to be in a cardboard box at the end of the year. They're the only two left in the Pac-2 now. So you think they don't have a chip on their shoulder to go win this conference and when nobody believes in them and everybody else left them? Uh, we'll see. I don't know. I, I love it. I'm, I'm all over it. I think this is excellent, excellent insight if you made it to the end of this episode with us. So, yep. Be, as always, thank you for joining, buddy. Hopefully you guys appreciate and like this episode. As always, give me recommendations, shout out, um, and, you know, text, reach out. We love you. B, thanks for uh, joining as always, buddy. I love doing this with you. Hammer time out.